It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Welcome to Getting Heated, the place to debate and discuss all things surf-related. With only two regular season events remaining, it's time to break down the Rip Curl WSL Finals and make some bold predictions on how each match will unfold. Sticking with the current Final Five rankings, we are making our picks for the men's and women's Match 1, Match 2, and Match 3. Then it'll all culminate in the title match. Who will face world number one? And finally, the World Championship will be decided in a best-of-three title match. And yes, we are about to hash out our picks for all of it. Coco Ho is standing by with this week's guests. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Getting Heated. This is a place for some seriously bold predictions, thanks to our opinionated guest, WSL commentator Ronnie Blakey, and surf coach Stace Galbraith. It's the Aussie Lake reunion. Thanks for joining us, guys. Thanks so much for having us, Coco. Excited. I mean, uh, the Aussie Lake was a lot of fun, a lot of good times, but uh, I'm getting heated. All that's over, Stace. Bring it on. G'day, Cokes. And uh, yeah, Rondog, I miss you, mate, but um, gloves are off. Let's do this. With only Mexico and Tahiti left in the regular season, are you guys ready to make some early predictions on the Rip Curl WSL Finals? Yeah, definitely. I think uh, these next couple of events are, are going to be super interesting. Um, there, there could be some change-ups, but I'm certainly ready to throw some opinions out there of what I think is going to unfold at the, the WSL Finals. Yeah, I must admit I'm a little anxious to, to throw out these calls. There's a lot of good surfers in that back half of the top 10 on, on both sides of the draws that look like they could move into that top five come the end of Tahiti, but it's all a bit of fun and games. Let's throw some calls out there, Ron Doggy. Well, first, let's break down how the event works. The WSL Final Five men and women will face off in a one-day winner-take-all battle for the world title. The matches are head-to-head, starting with match one, where world number five will face world number four. The winner of that match will advance to world number three in match two. From there, the winner of match two will progress to match three to compete against the world number two. The winner of match three will move on to face world number one in the title match. And this one is heavy because if you wanna be number one, you gotta beat number one several times because it's a best of three showdown to decide the world title. Let's get into the fun part. First, I'm going to set the scene. The spot is Lower Trestle, San Clemente, California. The conditions are four to six with a south swell. If the Rip Curl WSL final started right now with the men's and women's final five exactly as they currently are, how will it all unfold? Let's start with the women's match one, which would be number five, Stephanie Gilmore versus world number four, Tatiana Weston-Webb. Ronnie, who makes it through match one? Well, it's uh, it's a, a, a big call. I mean, Tatiana's having a, a spectacular year. She's been surfing so incredibly well and uh, really turning up against those uh, perennial title contenders. 
Um, but Stephanie Gilmore, she's a seven-time world champ. She's one of the most consistent performers at Trestles when the event's been staged there before. You think about those long-running rights at, at Lowers and Steph Gilmore's approach, and she holds a, a real advantage over Tatiana. Um, the wall at Trestles not quite as steep as some of the other venues where Tatiana's able to match it with those really strong regular footers with that very vertical backhand approach. And uh, I just don't think um, that Tatiana's going to be able to, to keep on pace with Steph in this one. For me, it's uh, it's Steph Gilmore progressing through that first heat. Yeah, Ron, look, it's hard to uh, disagree with you on that one. And particularly as a Gold Coaster, I feel like I'm committing treason going against the Queen, Steph Gilmore. But for a bit of fun, I will. I think I'm going to go Tatiana on this one. She's had, as you mentioned, an incredible year. But there's a certain style of wave out there that I know if Tatiana can find that just sort of offers two or three major maneuvers and, and maybe something that has a bit of a closeout section rather than a wall that sort of tapers down. I know they're out there. And if Tatiana can find them, I think she really will stick it to Steph and, and hopefully it'll be a good heat. But um, I'll go Tatiana in this one. What about world title pressure though? Um, Tatiana uh, hasn't really been in that position before where she's chasing down a world title and, and Steph has been there more than anyone else on the Women's Championship Tour. Definitely going to play into it. But if you want to win a world title, like I know she does, you you got to be prepared to, to have these kind of uh, feelings running through your body. I had a chat with Tatiana earlier in the year at Newcastle when she lost a heat uh, against Isabella. And even when she lost, she was just so confident in her ability and so confident in her game plans that losing to her just doesn't seem like an option at the moment. And we, we saw that in the next couple of events in uh, obviously Narrabeen and then uh, Margaret River. So, you know, if she wants to be at the top, she's going to have to deal with those pressures and those emotions. And I think if there's a year that she's going to do it, this is it. Well, I got a little insight for you guys. Steph texted me yesterday to come surf lowers with her. And I really like that text because it means she's fired up. So it's really scary when Steph's fired up. Let's move over to the men's side where world number five, Griffin Colapinto, would be taking on world number four, Morgan Siblick, if the Rip Curl finals were starting today. Stace, how do you see this match unfolding? Oh, again, I feel pretty bad going against the Aussie on this one, but I'm, I'm going to go with Griffin. I think home court advantage for Griffin in this one is going to be too strong. And uh, Griffin's variety, I think, is something that uh, he, he should lean on pretty heavily and, and look to you know put the pressure on Morgan early and uh, hopefully for Griffin have a big day at his home break. Yeah, I, um, I, man, it is hard to go against the local boy. And uh, I think I, I've got to agree with you on this one, Stace, but I, I also feel that you know, Griffin's going to have that that hometown pressure. I guess the interesting thing about these two guys is that as they make their way through this final five, there's going to be a few first-time heats, and this is one of them. Uh, these guys have never met head-to-head, so, uh, you know, you, you don't really know what to expect. There's not a lot of history there. The interesting thing is Morgan's actually been staying with Griffin um, in the lead-up to the Mexico event, so uh, they're pretty close at the moment. While I'm going to go with Griffin, I think he'll have to be at his best to overcome Morgan because Morgan's proven that he's really consistent. But I I think the big thing for me is when you look at the surfers in the men's final five, Morgan's the only guy that doesn't rely on aerials to to fetch big numbers. Uh, It's kind of refreshing to see that. But at the same time, it just feels like the, the way the judging trend has gone with high performance conditions this year in particular, that if you don't have those aerial moves to call on and a high strike rate with your airs, 
you're probably going to get left behind on finals day. And, and that's exactly what we have here. So uh, I'm going to agree with you and go with Griff for this one. I love the choice of Griffin, obviously, but I feel like lowers kind of give some strange pressure to the locals during the event, um, only <laughs> during the event. The match one picks are in. When we return, we're moving over to match number two and match number three, where the world number four and world number three ranked surfers are waiting to do battle. We'll be right back. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back to Getting Heated. I'm hosting a mini reunion of the Aussie commentary team with Ronnie Blakey and Stace Galbraith. Stace, what was it really like joining Ronnie on the broadcast for the Aussie leg? Did he show you the ropes? Yeah, he definitely tucked me under his wing. Uh, you know, the whole team did actually. Ron, Joe, Bugs, Richie. Um, you know, I thought Ron and his brother Vaughn were, were two different people, but I've actually learned that they're actually the same person and they're very enjoyable to be around. Oh, thank you, Stace. Too kind. But uh, you were also showing us the, the ropes too, mate. You did a great job out there in the field. So cute, guys. <laughs> Let's get on to our next round of predictions. Just to refresh, we're talking Lower Trestle, San Clemente, California. Conditions are four to six foot with a south swell. We're saying if the Rip Curl WSL final started right now with the men's and women's final five exactly as they are currently ranked, how will it all unfold? Let's start with the men. You each pick Griffin to win match one. So let's advance to match two, where world number three, Felipe Toledo, is waiting for a piece of the action. Ronnie, what happens here? Oh, man, what a heat this will be. And, uh, yeah, from from what I've researched, these two haven't met before in a head-to-head clash. Uh, so this is a really interesting one for me. Uh, when I think about these two guys, um, you know, Felipe is a surfer that's so comfortable doing his very best surfing with the jersey on. And I feel like even though Griff's had moments of that kind of brilliance in heats, I just feel like... Toledo is a proven performer. In fact, he's the only surfer on the men's side that's won the event uh, going into that final five. And I just, when I start comparing their weapons, uh, I just think Felipe kind of has Griff covered in every aspect. Um, you know, the, the big difference with these two guys is really their style and the lines that they tra- take on the wave. But when you talk about explosive, high-scoring maneuvers, um, I, I just think that that Griff would have to find a a whole new level of performance to overcome Felipe at Trestles. So uh, Toledo moving through to the uh, the next heat for me. What do you reckon, Stace? 
Wow, Ron, you're a good salesman. With a pitch like that, you nearly had me changing my pick. But no, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Griff and the hometown flavour. I know we spoke about earlier how surfing at your home break can all can uh, you know sometimes bring kind of like the hoodoo that is is unlucky. But I'm just riding Griffin's happy-go-lucky attitude. Um, I'd have to agree with you there on a few things of Griffin's performance that would need to lift to match Philippe's, but I don't think Philippe's got him covered on all the bases. Some of the airs that Griffin's capable of doing uh, in a rashy and out of a rashy are right up there with some of the best in the world. And uh, I love Griffin's variety. I love his style, although it's not really in the criteria. Flow definitely is. So in in this heat, I'm I'm picking the underdog. Riff will go into this heat as an underdog, but I'd love to see him take the win. And uh, you know, on hometown soil, he'll have that energy behind him, and I'm hoping he can use it to his good fortunes and, and not his bad fortunes. I guess they're winners either way with both these guys taking up residency there. Yeah, definitely. And I think that it's going to be a really you know, interesting matchup and how much time they've both spent there in the last few years. No doubt Griffin's grown up and surfed there his whole life, but the level that he's at now and the lines he's drawing and the surfing that he's doing, um, you know, that's all starting to become, you know, old habits that are becoming, you know, just instinct for Griffin now. So I think as far as where Griffin's career is at and the trajectory that he's on, I think a heat like this with Philippe, as you mentioned, Ron, win or lose, both of them are going to come out of this with it with a heap of confidence moving forward. A very valid split decision in match two. And Stace is putting all his chips on Griff. I like that. Let's look at the women's side of match two. Right now, Sally Fitzgibbons is world number three, and you both have a different opinion on who her challenger will be. Stace, what's your pick on this one? Yeah, another another tough one. Uh, both of the surfers in this heat coming into um, you know the end of season with heaps of good form. I'm going to go with Tatiana again in this one though. I think that um, she's just got a certain confidence about her at the moment that um, she'll be looking to lean on. Her head-to-head record against Sally's really heavily in her favour. So I think on this occasion uh, I'll be looking for Tatiana to take the win. Yes. Um, unfortunately for uh, for Sal, she. Uh, comes up against my pick who is uh, Steph Gilmore and I'm actually going to give Steph the edge over Sally as well and um, you know m- much for the same reasons that uh, I-, I picked Steph over Tatiana in the, the first round. I think that uh, when you compare the the two surfers, Sally Fitzgibbons and Stephanie Gilmore and you think about what they're bringing to that, that canvas at, at Lower Trestles, there's just that little extra rail length in, in Steph's turns. A um, bit more size in those big frontside calves. If it's four to six foot and perfect, it's surf like that where, where Steph shows just, you know, her her refined approach and, and really holds the edge over her rivals. And, um, yeah, I just can't see Sal beating her at trestles in conditions like that. You went really technical there, Ron. I liked it. Now that match two is set for you both, we're moving on to match three. Let's stick with the women and get your picks on the battle between world number two, Joanne DeFay, and her challenger as predicted by both of you. Ronnie, kick this one off for us. Well, this is, um, this is huge. Uh, Steph Gilmore has never dropped a heat to Joanne DeFay, but I think Joanne's best weapon is up here. And um, Steph Gilmore, that's probably the worst part of her competitive approach is just her ability to hold um, her nerve through big heats. Um, she's going to be coming off the back of a couple of huge heat wins, 
But I, I just think where Joanne is at mentally at the moment just gives her a real edge over Steph and you just can't see her making mistakes. So, you know, I'm, I'm backing Joanne to, to cause a big upset here at Trestles and get her first uh, heat win over Stephanie Gilmore in this one. Yeah, in my matchup, I've got Tatiana and uh, Joanne. And I think that of the women's tour, they're the two of the most, I think, consistent performers, um, you know, showing us what they're capable of more often than not in, in all their big heats. So, you know, in my little fantasy pick that we've got going on here, I think this is going to be a really exciting matchup. Uh, I'm going to flip the cards on Tatiana, though. I've been, been backing her pretty hard up until this point, but I think the season that Joanne DeFay is having, uh, the improvements she's made, and, and how well she's surfing in, in some of the big heats that she's had. This is not just another heat. This is this is the preliminary final, the final before the final. And I think that um, you know Joanne's got what it takes to, to take the win here. I think she's got uh, you know great variety, great patience to be able to wait for you know the set waves, and uh, I think she's gonna gonna move on through to the grand final let's move over to the men's match three our reigning world champ Italo Ferreira is sitting in second in the rankings according to Stace he'll be taking on Griffin Colapinto Stace what happens next there's a certain style of surfer that I think can match the 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 Brazilians uh with their energy and uh and their variety uh and how you know they ride waves and, and execute their heats and for me Griffin Colapinto is that surfer Although his consistency in, in all the big heats is not quite there yet, I'm, I'm pegging this event as, as Griffin's platform to, to show us, you know, what he's truly made of. Uh, Italo Ferreira, reigning world champ, current Olympic gold. He has all the accolades in the world. I know this is a huge call, but I'm going Griff. Uh, I'm really riding him hard. I think he's going to have good fortunes on his side. And, uh, yeah, I'm excited for this one to, to unfold. Rondog, I can see the eyebrows moving up and down there, mate. Who you got? Well, first of all, I just have to disagree with you wholeheartedly on uh, on one thing. No one matches the energy of Italo. No one uh, on land or out in the lineup. He um, he just blew our minds during that uh, Australian league, catching up to you know close to twenty waves a heat. Yeah, I think uh, Griffin is a. Uh, you know, the, the points that you've made, it kind of has me believing that he, he's got a better chance than maybe I initially did. Um, but I, I went with Felipe for, for the win against Griffin in the, the previous heat, and I'm going to go with Felipe uh, again in this heat against Italo because um, I, I feel like Felipe is just so right for this moment. Uh, he, he's surfing at Trestles is next level. Um, left or right, he, he's deadly, and he has unmatched variety on the forehand. I, I don't think anyone on tour touches him when it comes to variety, and um, you know that that's going to be a big thing if you've got four to six foot conditions at Trestles. And uh, yeah, he also has probably the equal amount of energy that, that Italo brings to to heats when he's on. So uh, yeah, Toledo for me to get the win. Uh, against the world number two going into the, the WSL finals. Yeah, hard to disagree with your picks there, Ron. I think uh, Philippe on the wave face and above the lip, really hard to beat in all conditions, no doubt. That would be a huge upset, though, taking out the, uh, the gold medal winner. When we return, the world championship is on the line. We're going deep into our predictions on the title match next. We'll be right back. 
With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome back to Getting Heated. The biggest prediction is upon us. Are you guys ready to make those world title picks? Bring it on. This one is for the world championship, and it's gritty because it's a best of three format. To earn that world title, you gotta win two out of three heats. Let me start with a reminder. It's all going down in a single day at Lower Trestles, San Clemente, California. The conditions are four to six feet with a south swell. If the Rip Curl WSL finals started right now with the men's and women's final five exactly as they are currently ranked, how will it all unfold? We started with match one, and now we're at the title match. Let's start with the men, where current world number one, Gabriel Medina, is rested, feeling fresh, and ready to compete. Stace, how does the title match unfold? Oh, I don't want don't to be too straightforward. I've got Griffin making it all the way to the final, but I see him going down 2-0 to Medina. I just think he's too strong. He's got Griffin's number in the past, and I don't see it going any other way than Gabby's way this year. He's had an unbelievable year. He deserves to be world champ, and I think with this event coming up, no matter who he has in that final, he will be the world champion. What, uh, what's happened to Griff? Has he run out of steam? You said he had all the weapons. Do those weapons not work against Medina? <laughs> nah. <laughs> not today. Not this year. <laughs> I, I, just think, I just think Medina's on another planet. He's competing smarter than anyone. He's surfing unbelievably. Um, Griffin, I think, has uh, you know a, a bit to learn when it comes to competing against Gabe. He's had a few matchups with him in the past. Couple of crackers but they just haven't gone his way. Unfortunately for Griff, I just don't see this one going any other way. But I really like this event for Griffin uh, overall. I think it's going to be a great stepping stone for the rest of his career and, and being the title contender and winner that we all know he can be. But I think this year, Gabe, he's just looking too strong. What about you, Ron Dog? How do you see it playing out? I'm, I'm like you. There's just been something about Medina this year that um, has uh, it's just been awesome to watch. But this is a little trickier to predict how this heat's going to play out as opposed to uh, your matchup with Griffin. I think Toledo, um, when he has those amazing runs through contests, he can, he can go back to back just putting together those excellent scores heat in, heat out. I don't see this one um, playing out uh, in two heats. Uh, I think that, that Felipe comes out and maintains that momentum coming through that, that first heat um, with a, a victory. I can see Gabe, sometimes he goes looking for air sections when he doesn't really need to, and I can see him settling into um, that kind of more traditional approach on the back end in heat number two to, to get a win. And then I just feel like you know, there's going to be a burnout factor for Felipe having surfed four heats prior to that big finale. And that's where I think uh, Medina's going to uh, step things up and get the job done for the victory. 
I love it. We've got one world champion crown. Let's get over to the women's side where world number one, Carissa Moore, is energized and ready to face her challenger. Stace, how does the women's title match unfold? I think this is going to be a really, really interesting battle. I see it going down in, in three. I reckon it goes Carissa, Joanne, Joanne. And Joanne, in recent events leading up to this, has had the nod over Carissa in some massive heats. Uh, the Wave Bull final being the biggest one yet. I'm claiming when you hear your Wave getting ready at Kelly's Wave Pool, that's got to be some of the gnarliest pressure you can ever deal with. <laughs> CT3, 30 seconds. That is just, I think every surfer's stomach just drops when they hear that. And, and to be able to, you know, get an event win there over Carissa as Joanne did, I think she's going to lean on that. And uh, I see it going Joanne's way today. And uh, Joanne DeFay is your women's world champion for 2021. I'm going to disagree with you. I've got Joanne in the final as well. Um, I, I think the kind of surfing she's been doing this year warrants that position and that, that shot at a world title. But if it's four to six foot, I can't see Carissa Moore losing this world title. I, I see her getting the job done in two. Carissa Moore is a, a cut above the field at the moment. In big moments too, she can, she can turn up. I, I think she's the most well-rounded surfer on the, the CT now. Uh, she, you know, definitely has the strongest forehand when it's on. And uh, Joanne DeFay is, you know, has witnessed it firsthand. Uh, the big air at Newcastle. Um, all she could do was clap. And I, I think that's kind of going to be the same situation for Joanne at Trestles. I, I think she'll be watching on and clapping as Carissa Let's Go, some of the best surfing we've ever seen. Did you ever see Carissa Moore losing the wave pool event? Um, I didn't, and uh, I know those things can happen. But, um, you know, the, the wave pool, as you said, brings a different kind of level of, of stress for these competitors. The ocean is a, a calming environment for, for people like Carissa Moore. Uh, and I just see her just staying in that same groove she's been in all year. And, um, yeah, as long as Carissa Moore does her best surfing, she can't be beaten. I'm going to have to agree with you, Ronnie, on that one. Um, she's going to be really, really floating on cloud nine after the Olympics. Nothing to lose. And that's really scary for her surfing. Most definitely. Yeah. I, you know what? Like we're, we're talking hypotheticals. We're making picks and opinions on, on who we think is going to get there. Um, at the end of the day, I don't really mind who, who is victorious. Um, there's some great underdog stories and dark horse, horse stories unfolding, but it is just going to be so exciting to watch it all play out. And uh, those big exchanges, there's so much on the line for the competitors. And, and yeah, the pressure is going to be uh, unmatched. So bring it on. Yeah, I agree. Can't wait to see it all go down. It's really good to see you both. And uh, well done in the way for Coco. That was that was amazing. I was stoked to see you um, get the chance to surf on the tour again and uh, put up a, a fantastic result. Oh, thank you guys so much. And thanks for putting your opinions on the line today. And then you don't check your social media comments for a few days. <laughs> see you guys. That's, oh, good call. Thanks, Coco. <laughs>